Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. best 
wrestlers in the independent circuit, my opinion. He was um, a large guy who flew around the ring and moved around around the ring very well. He was very, he had a great mind for the business when he wasn't horsing around. (laughs) But he had a great mind for the business and had a resurgence in his career at the same time. Because he was my original tag partner back in um, the mid-90s when we first came into the business. Actually, it was his idea that we um, join the Monster Factory together and get into the uh, wrestling business, and we did. And um, him and I did well. We were our first match. We were booked in the NWA, something that really just didn't happen, like, overnight. And our first match was in the NWA, and we, you know, we really kicked butt in there. And then um, we went on to do a lot of different feds in Philly, Jersey, New York area, West Virginia. We did well. And he became like a brother, not just a, a tag partner or a business partner. He became like a brother. And we really looked out for one another. And we stopped tagging together in 2002. When um, I went singles and uh, he went into a different direction. He went to work for another fed that I didn't want to work for. And um, we split up for a while. But even with the split up, we still remained friends. And he actually helped me through a difficult time in my life where um, I had a breakup in my first marriage and he was there for me like a brother, which was cool. And I'll never forget him for that. And uh, then as our careers went on, we continued to tag here and there from time to time because he came up to uh he uh came into the whole Nigerian nightmare gimmick and he had a resurgence in his career when he did that which was which is great. And even with that it's so many guys that thanked him for just bringing us along and I agree and I wanna thank Aaron for bringing me along because I did do the nightmare gimmick with him and then when he got back with his original partner with the nightmare gimmick, Chucky Bell, him and Chucky kept doing it. But then I started tagging with this guy, Sonny Black, and there was two sets of nightmares on the independent circuit. So you could go to two different feds and see, you know, quote, unquote, the Nigerian nightmares wrestle. And that was all because of Aaron. And even with that, uh, when I took time off from the business and I decided to come back, I started, you know, working the same places I was working before, but wasn't getting treated the same. So with that, Aaron called me up one day, and we were talking. He's like, "Look, I seen a, a video of your last match. It wasn't that great. You looked bored, like you wasn't really into it." So he goes, "Like, look, I'm gonna give you a guy's number. I want you to call him up, start working there." And I said, "All right, well, who's this guy?" It was Adrian Bliss. So he gave me Adrian Bliss's number. I called Adrian up. We talked. 
I came and worked uh, for SWO, and when I was working for SWO, there was Dino, Dino Santa and um, Demetrius Arion, and I started working for them, which led to the other things, two other things. And I had to thank Aaron for that because it wasn't for Aaron. I would have never got in. I probably would have got in there, but not that easily. And uh, his health started to fail him, and that's why he kind of slowed down in the wrestling business. And um, even with that, I had him on the show one time, and he gave his testimony and started talking about, you know, the different things that he experienced while he was down and sick. And it was a it was a blessing to hear him speak because he was a fighter. But, you know, just like with anything, eventually, you know, when God decides to take you home, you know, he took, he took you home. And... Aaron is sadly missed, and he's going to be missed. And his uh, services is Saturday in Roxborough at the Salvation Army. Uh, I forget the exact address. I'll post it on my Facebook page uh, later. I did post it once. I'll post it again. Anybody wants to come out, come on out. And just, you know, celebrate with a brother. Celebrate the life. Um, Aaron Gainey. Anybody that's listening and wants to call in just to tell us, you know, a story or just to, you know, say something about Aaron, the number is 718-508-9883. So call in at any time and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll talk. Do you have any Aaron stories, Valicia? Um, Aaron and I had talked on the phone a few times and um, I made a post about it. Some of the words that I used, I was glad to see, were, um, you know, echoed by other people. You know, words like funny and um, just really nice and kind. Um, just like a, he was carefree on the outside, but I, I always thought that he had, you know, some other things going on. And that's where I get the word stubborn from, because he, he was kind of really stubborn to me, too. But um, he was just so, you know, what can I do for somebody else? How can I help somebody else, make somebody else laugh, that he never really put, like, his problems in the forefront, really. Um, Sometimes, you know, he would talk about it, you know, vent about it, but it was never one of those things like, oh, you know, I want attention or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um he was stubborn, and when he wanted things, you know, his way, he didn't always go about it the greatest way, but, you know, that was him. He never, I don't think he really ever wanted to hurt anybody, so he was just a really nice guy, really funny guy. Um, it, it just goes to show that when people send you cards, you know, whether it be a birthday card or a Christmas card, kind of keep those, you know, because, um one day he had sent me flowers to my job, and I didn't even know he knew where I worked. Um, but just little things like that are really big shows of who somebody is. Um, and I'm glad I kept the card. So as soon as I heard the news, that was the first thing I thought was, you know, let me look at this card and post it and just be glad that, you know, I had some type of connect with him. So. He will be missed. Prayers out to his children, um, you know, and those that loved him 
I'm thinking of all his wrestling brothers and sisters. So um, everybody just kind of come out and show out. It's sad that we always meet in times of, you know, um, death mainly. But I know it would be good for all you guys to come together and, um, you know, remember those good memories. One of the the funniest things that has happened, you know, that um, has happened since he's passed is that everybody and their mother has, like, inboxing me and (laughs) guys that I haven't thought about in a while, you know, just giving, you know, condolences or whatever. I'm like, wow. You know, and just and it just makes you think like how far we went and how many people we've met over the years. And sometimes you don't, you know, you kind of forget about the different stories or the different people you come across. But when situations like this happen, and you see the people just come out in anywhere, it's like, oh yeah, I remember we worked for this person, or I remember when we did a show with that person, and I remember when we were in the locker room laughing. <laughs> at that person and this, that, and the fourth. And it's just, you know, he was a very, he was a funny guy. And he did a lot of things that amused him, which was funny. Like, he had a sense of humor where he would do something that he thought was funny. And (laughs) trying to get you thinking it was funny. But, you know, sometimes it was funny and sometimes it wasn't. I'm going to keep it real. But, um, you know, he was just a really good guy. He was a very good family man and all he really ever wanted was just his for his family to love him and the people around him that he loved to love him and um it's just it's 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 heartbreaking in a way and i know a lot of people that still taking it hard still posting stuff you know because aaron passed um on thursday and just people still posting stuff about what he meant to them, and that and that's is deep. It's deep, so it's going to be kind of hard to um, to do this on Saturday. But I'm looking forward just to you know seeing some people. Some people I ain't too happy about seeing, and some people they I would like to see. <laughs> so I'm just keeping it real, and um, that's always the case. What we need to do. It is always the case, you know. Sometimes you know some people, you know. If I ain't seen you in years, there's a reason behind it because I really don't want to see you. <laughs> but, um, you know, God bless him. And I talked to his mother uh, again um, yesterday, and um, she's in good spirits and different members of his family. And I talked to um, his caretaker, and her and I talked um, Saturday. Her and I talked for a while. And um, she's doing well. His son is doing really well. He had a 10-year-old son, and he's doing well. And there's, you know, things here and there that's going on. But it's just sad that every time someone passes that the family, you know, starts to want to show out then. Like, there's a bigger, you know, there's always bigger fish to fry. Why are you showing out Mm -hmm. now? And it's sad when this happens. And I've seen it happen a lot. And I just pray when that day the Lord comes to get me that my family doesn't do that. Just come together and let's just celebrate the life of this person. Let's not make this an ugly or bad situation. But I'm not even going to go 
or you know, too deeper, too much deeper than that. Jesse, you might want to call in, talk about Aaron again. The number is seven one eight five zero eight ninety eight eighty three. Call in and um, let's celebrate the life of one of the, you know, one of the good ones. And Aaron, if you up in heaven, heaven listening, I just want to say, brother, I love you. I thank you because, like I said, my video I put up right after you passed that it would not have been Dr. Ruthless if it wasn't for you. It wouldn't have been any Big Daddy if it wasn't for you. And I owe you a lot, and I should have took the time to tell you that when you were here. And you should always tell the people that you love, you know, give them their flowers while they're still here to smell them. So that's me just saying, Aaron, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done. And God bless your family, and God bless your soul. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to move on. The NFL. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, My good buddy, Felicia Brown, put a, um, a video up on my Facebook wall and I watched it and it just echoed the sentiment sentiment, the sentiment that I've had about the NFL now because I said before I even watched that video that I'm boycotting the NFL this season and every other season until they get this right and um, you can agree, you can disagree it is what it is but Colin Kaepernick still has not found a job is being blackballed for the NFL because this man has had an an opinion. But you'll let a rapist play. You'll let a dog killer play. You'll let a drug dealer play. You'll let a wife beater play. But you will not let a guy who just expressed his opinion on how black people were being treated in in America. And the other part of this that gets me is the fact that the rest of his brothers that's in the NFL are standing behind him. I'm sitting there watching the news now, and I see all these black faces and their uniforms. I understand they got families to feed and this, that, and the fourth. We're not going to appreciate that. But you have to take a stand sometimes. And this man is just being blackballed because he expressed his opinion. And the video that Felicia put up was just the um, men of God who pretty much said, like, look, I've had enough. And when this season starts, I'm not watching. I'm blacking out the NFL. And I'll do other things. I'll do things with my kids. I'll do things that involve my church. I'll spend more time with my family. I'll, you know, do anything else except for sit there and watch the NFL. And when you and I thank you, Felicia, for putting that up for me. Because as soon as I saw that, I'm sitting here testifying like, "Hallelujah! This is what I'm saying," and I feel the exact same way. And I'm not saying that I was a diehard NFL fan, you know, blah blah blah. And I was out there every Sunday, and I had to rush out of church to hurry up and get home because I didn't want to miss them a football game or nothing like that because that wasn't me. But I did watch the NFL. I'm not going to, you know, lie about it. If it's on, I'd watch it. Or a certain game that I was kind of interested in, I'd watch. 
But I'm not watching. I haven't watched the preseason game yet. And the league, the season is going to start in about two weeks, and I'm still not going to watch. Because I feel as though there's, there's a blatant sign of racism and is, is here and is in your face. And as long as we continue to support these bad habits, these, these bad habits will continue to happen. What do you think, Belisha? Uh, oh my goodness! I I bought it before on a show a couple shows ago. Um, how I'm not happy with how like politics and racism is kind of just spilling over and infiltrating itself into things that you know we look to to get away from politics and racism. But you know anybody that really knows knows that racism and inequality has been in sports and entertainment for forever so there's really nothing you can do and it's just sad that we don't have that outlet it's like you know what am I supposed to do do you read a book it's you know underlying politics over you know who bought the book and it's just crazy but um in regards to Colin Kaepernick I, I saw a video that came out two years ago it was actually a um his Beats commercial and, um, you know, it showed how they were pretty much against him for being a choke artist, I guess, or not having his best showing in the NFL. And to me, it looked like they, the general public, were hating him more for, you know, not doing his best in the NFL than, you know, he is now by the general public for taking a stand. And it just goes to show that this is the NFL doing that. Like, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to turn our backs because you decided to hire, you know, someone who wanted to take a stand. It, it, it's crazy. And um, shout out, you don't like the Eagles. I, I don't really care about football at all. But shout out to Chris Long of the Eagles. He's actually the first um, white player to take a stand with this movement and um you know he's been kind of hanging out with one of the other players while he decided to kneel and I think he um kneeled at one of the games too recently so I I think that we're starting to move along with it and I think it will take other players that are non-black to start taking a stand and definitely players of um you know a bigger caliber uh, more popular players, more uh, more well-paid players to um, take a stand to to really get people to, you know, like pay attention to this. You can only hurt the NFL through, you know, you taking a stand too. So mm-hmm. if, if it's in your heart to boycott it, boycott it. That'll hurt their numbers, you know. And hopefully some players uh, feel the same way. And what are they going to do? Fire you? No, you're you're creating their revenue. So exactly. there really isn't anything to do but you know stop being a punk and take a stand. Amen. I couldn't have said it any better myself. <sighs> stop being a punk and take a stand. Since um, by the way, R.I.P. Also, uh, Dick Gregory and Jerry Lewis. But since yes. uh, 
Dick Gregory has passed, a bunch of his videos have went up as mm. far as, you know, different ideas he's had and different things that he knows that's happened. And he was a big activist as well as a comedian. And I think he's a better activist than he was comedian. But um, yeah. if you watch some of the stuff and listen to what he was saying, he has such a strong opinion about what's going on now. And it's like, it opens your third eye. Like, wait a minute. Sometimes you do have to take a stand. And it's going to take for us to get together to take a stand. And it's just, it's crazy. It's just really crazy. And it's, it's, 2017 and like nothing's changed in the world. Like every it, it, this racism is strong, and I don't know what we could do to 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 get over this, past this through it, or will we ever? I guess we won't. You know, I guess it will never go away. But you would think by now people would be would would be a little bit more tolerant to people of a different ethnic background since we have had. A black president, but it seemed like as soon as we had a black yeah. president, it just made people matter. So, yeah, I don't get you know people lately. They're saying that President Obama created this division, and I, there's no way he created it. It's always been here. There's been you know racism even in the biblical times. Um, I think what he helped do is magnify um, the racism, you know, oh, there's a, there's a black president. He doesn't look like me. How can he represent me? Well, I mean, you have a whole group of people that's been feeling the same way about presidents one through, you know, 43. So um, mm-hmm. it, it's just crazy, but there's no way one person created racism, but you know, it takes one person to start stopping racism, you know? Yeah, and I agree. And these people who, who are racist now, they're teaching their kids to be racist. And that's where it really yeah. starts at. It starts with children. And if you teach your child to be a racist or to hate somebody because they look different from you and they're going to grow up, it doesn't continue to think that. Definitely. And that's where it starts. And we have to teach our kids that this is not acceptable. This is not what you do. This is not how we are. And cut it out. Cut it out. All right. On that note, we're going to take a um, a commercial break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather this Saturday night. Woo! I'm going to get my opinion (laughs) on that. And we're also going to talk about um, NXT TakeOver, as well as... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) SummerSlam. Oh. And I'm going to get my opinion on that when we come back from commercial. I don't understand what everybody else watched last night, but I know what I watched. So um, <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial, and we're going to talk about that. Plus, I'm going to give my movie review because I went to go see Girlfriends. Uh, no, sorry. Girls <laughs> Weekend. Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Girls Trip. <laughs> I keep screwing up that name. 
I'm gonna give my opinion on Girls Trip, and um, we'll put a bow on it and send it home and get ready for Monday Night Raw. So, all right, when we get back from commercial, we'll talk about all that. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume Seventy Seven. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 77. I am Big Daddy, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Bogusia Brown. What's up, everyone? 
All right, I'm going to get into it. First thing I'm going to talk about is this Saturday, Conor McGregor, MMA star Conor McGregor is fighting boxing star legend Floyd Money Mayweather (laughs) in a boxing match. Now, this is something that's been teased back and forth for a couple years now. Who's going to win? Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor. So they finally decided to get it together. So the Vegas Boxing Commission sanctioned this fight. Both of them are going to walk away with a ton of money. And you know who the suckers are in all this? (laughs) Because everybody's going to watch this thing. And as much as I know that this is BS, and this is a work. And this is just a way for Floyd to get paid and for Connor to get paid. I still want to watch this. Don't ask me why. I'm intrigued. I want to see it. I know it's BS, but I want to see it. And why is that? Why do I want to see this? I don't know. Because. Did Connor talk enough trash to make me want to say, I hope Floyd beat the piss out of him? Yeah. Is Floyd really going to beat the piss out of him? Nah. But curious on this fight. I just want to see how this is going to come off. It's like if you're driving down the road and you see an accident on the other side of the street, you're going to turn him up because you just want to see what happens. I want to see what's going to happen. How you feel about Valicia? Well, you and I, we're not going to be fools because we are seeing it for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At a nice little eatery. But um, uh, it's like a car accident. I mean, you you got to look. you got to see it. Um, the level that they're going to, you know, putting it in movie theaters, you can watch it there, charging $100.00. It just shows how fake it is, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say that it's something to take our mind off of everything that's going on, but no, no, you know, racism and prejudice has found its way into this as well, and it's crazy. But, um, you know, it is a good time just to be around people, friends, family, whatever, and just kind of have a good time. So I'm looking forward to it too. I'm not a fan of either. They both are very arrogant, big mouths, um, don't show any intelligence to me, so I just hope they knock each other out. <laughs> but you know, Yeah. It'd be like a rocky I, I, a rocky two finish where they both fall down and they both climb up the rope <laughs> at the same time and Right. The the biggest puppeteer is of course Dana White and he's just a mess. But I give Dana White credit. He put this together to make money. And he's going to make a ton of money off of it because there's going to be a whole lot of dumb people. And I'm talking about dumb, rich people who are all flying to Vegas mm-hmm. to watch this fight. And they're going to be in there with their $1,000 belts and their <laughs> uh, um, $300, $400 shoes and their uh, $50. $50,000 suit and all the jewelry and garbage. 
just to sit there and watch it, just to be out and be seen. Because uh, I remember watching um, when Floyd fought Manny Pacquiao. Mm. And they had a camera right there at the, like, the doorway there, like not by the door, but by these stairs where all those famous people were coming in. And every time somebody famous came in, there was the camera. And you saw Denzel yeah. come in looking like Uncle Uncle Denzel. <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Zell, they would call him, whatever they called him. If he was looking old as hell in this particular, this, he, he didn't give a crap. But then you see Jay-Z, Beyonce, P. Diddy, uh, De Niro, and this person and that person, and Travolta, all these people coming in. I'm like, this is all about just being seen. And it's about the party afterwards. And this is exactly what's going to happen this weekend in Vegas. It's going to be a huge party all weekend long. And this is just a way for Vegas to get paid, Floyd to get paid, Connor to get paid, and Dana to get paid. And and like you you had just said, we ain't the suckers if we're going to be right at a nice eatery, sitting at a nice table, and watching this John eating wings and and, and drinking a drink, laughing at everybody. Yes. It's hilarious. I don't (laughs) – spending $100 in food and drink doesn't bother me, but for some reason spending $100 to see two idiots fight, it it really bothers me. Because there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah, it is. If you're spending $100 to eat, it's fine because you would spend that $100 regardless to eat. You know what I'm saying? But to spend $100 to watch two idiots – you know. Yeah, but to, to spend $100 to watch these two idiots, you know these two idiots are going to get the $100, then there's a difference. Exactly. These two, these two idiots ain't getting the $100 we're going to spend. The establishment that we're eating at is going to get it. That's showing this fight for free. Right. And my tummy. <laughs> and what'd you say? And my tummy. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, nobody said anything about we're going to give a portion of this to charity or anything. That's crazy. How about that? How about that? That's crazy. These guys are going to walk away with a couple of hundred million dollars. I don't know who's getting what. I think Floyd's getting 200 mil and Connor's getting 100 mil or something like that. I don't know the exact numbers. But they're going to walk away with a ton of money. Who's that? Is anybody going to donate some of this money? Does Floyd really need all that much money? Right. If they are, and I didn't see it, please someone correct me. But as far as I know, I didn't see anybody say they were donating anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what you just said. Anybody that knows for definite 718-508-9883, call it and correct us. But I didn't hear anything about them dedicating any money anywhere or um, um, donating, I should say, donating any money anywhere, especially Floyd. Mm. Floyd should be donating some some money to um, the United Negro College Fund because a mine (laughs) is a terrible thing to waste. He wasted his. That wasn't right. That wasn't right at all. I'm sorry. You can't even read. You can't even ask him to read. What the F you got a school bag for? You can't read. 
Yeah, I think that was the funniest part of all that was when he said that. I was like, oh. Mm-mm-mm. So, all right, I'm going to get off that one. We're going to get off that one. NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam. We're not going to go match by match. So we're just going to gloss through. Gloss through what we have and um and go from there. Uh, takeover was good. Takeover was an excellent. Yes. Met a card. I have nothing bad to say. Only thing that pissed me off was I I got home late. Um, because I was out and about, and I got home late, so I missed the first. I missed the first match and half of the second match, and then I went back and uh, watched the next day. And that first match was off the chain. Was and, that Gargano? Um, yeah. It was very yeah. good. And, and the yeah, tag match yeah. was good. And the women's match, I didn't like the ending, but I thought it was good. Uh, the heavyweight championship, very good. Uh, Bobby Roode's the man. And nothing, I'm not taking no away from Drew McIntyre either. Um, Drew McIntyre is, is an excellent wrestler as well as Bobby Roode. It was a very good match. What pissed me off about the whole thing is as soon as Drew McIntyre won, I turned it off. So I missed the whole thing at the very end. And I didn't see it until the next day oh. when I went on social media and I went on one of my wrestling websites uh, that I normally go to for every man. I said, what, what the hell did I miss? So then I had to <laughs> to go back and I went right to that um right to that part and I watched the um Adam Cole with the yeah. um, Red Dragon. And that's the name of the tag team, right? Bobby Fish yeah. and uh, the Red Dragon. Yeah. yeah. So watched the whole thing with that again. But I missed all that at first. So, you know, I went back and watched it. I was like, Oh wow, ROH is up in the house now. Yeah. <laughs> but um excellent, excellent, excellent. NXT shows kick ass. And they always seem to knock it out of the park. And kudos to the bookers, the road agents that's involved with NXT. Kudos to Triple H. And that's all I gotta say. What about you? Definitely. NXT take over. I- Definitely. I, I really agree. Um, I, I think CN is really underrated. Um, we've seen yes. him live, and um, yes. he just puts on a really good show. Um, so, you know, I hope he goes far. I really don't know what they're doing with, you know, Johnny Gorgano, Johnny Wrestling, but um, I, I want to see a little bit more. I don't know if I want to see more or different, but something's just odd. I like them better in DIY, so we'll we'll see what goes on with him. Um, but yeah, top to bottom, just a much better card than SummerSlam. I really don't understand where the breakdown or you know miscommunication is, but there's no way two shows on the same product should be so night and day. It's it's crazy, but you know. And when the the uh, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to say it. And when the B show 
is better than the A show, something's wrong. And I don't want to call I mean, it a B show. I really right, don't. Yeah, at, at this point, it's not even a B show. It's just a different show. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Because even if you, I know we'll get to in a little bit, but even if you look at SummerSlam, why is your pre-show better than the main show? You know, that pre-show was pretty yeah. rocking. Yeah, so I don't know. I know that NXT did have a dry spell a little bit, um, but now I see what they were doing. They were just replenishing their talent, and it looks like NXT looks like Wednesdays is about to be on and popping again, and I'm so excited. I'm going to run home and watch NXT every Wednesday, and that's exactly what they want. And with the women talent coming over from the May Young Classic, it's 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 about to be lit. I think we have a lot of uh, rivals for Asuka and Ember if she stays um, in NXT. These these women aren't playing around, so I'm really excited. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. The NXT wrestling fan. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is still WWE. Got to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to move on. SummerSlam. Now I'm kicking uh, myself in the butt because I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of the um, pre-show, but I did come in on um, on the tag match, the SmackDown tag match between the Usos and mm-hmm. the New Day, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. hell, that should have been on the main show. You could have yes. watched that match for Big Cast and Big Show. And let me break down the science real quick on why that Big Cast Big Show match was shit. And that's right, I said <laughs> shit. When you put somebody in a cage, it's normally the heel manager that goes into the cage so he doesn't interfere in the match. All right. Enzo was not in a Fearing in the matches. He was just out there. Now, when Kaz would do something to try to really hurt the big show, Enzo would intervene. But Enzo wasn't doing a bunch of heel stuff to make you put him in a shark cage. It was stupid. Then on top of that, you broke the big show's hand so he couldn't throw the big punch. I understand the psychology in it, but that match just wasn't carrying enough weight to actually be a part of that main show. It was just dumb. Right. Mm -mm -mm. And everything you just said, it it made sense. That's why he escaped from the cage. And then when he finally did, he got the shit out of him. It's hilarious. Like, what's up with the world of use? He stripped down, poured baby oil on himself, slid out of his... <laughs> <laughs> slid between the bars. At about time he slid down and dangled there and dropped down, Cash kicked him in the face. What was the use? <laughs> Put that on the pre-show, and you could add his Enzo's, the Usos, rather, the Usos and New, Jay, New Day tore the building down again. And kudos that was the best match of the night. Yeah. 
I'm putting and it out kudos there. It was to Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods has come so far, and he worked his natural tail off last night. Not saying the Usos didn't. They worked their tails off. Big E for a big dude moves very well, and he did mm-hmm. well. It was a very good match. And I see big things. As long as he keeps his nose clean, I see big things coming out of Xavier Woods. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to I'm, I'm Xavier Woods mark now. He's got to keep his nose clean. Or something Stop else. Stop getting this freak on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was match of the night. Um, like I said, I'm not doing match by match. Uh, the other good match was it was a decent. It was, I ain't gonna say decent. It was a good tag match. Was um, Sheamus, Cesaro, Ambrose, and Rollins was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. You got new Raw tag champs. You got new SmackDown. T- and this uh, this SummerSlam had to be the record of most title changes. Yeah. On the show, the only title that didn't change hands was the. The Intercontinental because it wasn't off, it wasn't up for um you know he didn't have to defend it. The United States title didn't get um change hands, which was that was a good match too. But of course, you did AJ and Kevin Owens in a match is going to be good, and Shane played mm-hmm. off of both of them as well. I thought it was a good match, and um both heavyweight yeah. championships didn't change yeah. hands. Which yeah. I was disappointed in Gender and Nakamura because the the chemistry wasn't quite there. I thought it was going to be a better match. It wasn't a bad match. It was just wasn't as good as I thought. And the main event kind of saved the rest of that show. I thought it was decent. It was good to see uh, Braun Strowman beat the piss out of Brock Lesnar. But you knew Brock was coming back out. So before the match started, I had texted you and said, I think Joe's going to win. During the match, I'm thinking, Braun Strowman's going to win this. The entire match, I'm saying, I hope Roman Reigns don't win this. (laughs) And the whole time I'm thinking that Brock was definitely losing, I was wrong all the way around. So what was your opinion of the show? You just pretty much said you didn't like it, but. I mean, I didn't, and I didn't like it. For it to be a big four pay-per-view, I'm very disappointed. And it's almost like, you know, they don't care. It's like they're, oh, $9.99 a month, you know, take what you get. Or this is what (laughs) we like, so it has to be what you like, right? But no, that's not the case. And to me, it was just too many things that didn't make sense. Like, why is Randy squashing Rusev? What the hell did him and Lana do to be in this wrestling, like, peril or purgatory? It's it's crazy. It is crazy. And screw Randy Orton, and you really are a douchebag um, for not, like, saying, hey, I'm going to slide out now and kind of let other people have it. Even John Cena's doing it, and I never thought I would say that, but even he's doing it. it it's a mess. It really is a mess. And I, I, while I didn't see any, like, concerts or drawn-out talking segments, 
I would have rather seen that over these matches. <laughs> I really would have. I really would yeah. have. I I don't understand why we have title matches on the pre-show. We're going to watch it anyway. So it's not like you say, oh, well, we got to bait them in with the pre-show and then they'll stick around. No, that's not how it goes. Why, why is there mm-hmm. a two-hour pre-show? And why are we doing title matches on pre-shows? I don't understand. Every should be on the main card. It should. It should. And, it really that should. Includes the cruiserweight. That includes the cruiserweight yeah. title. Should be on the main show. Yes. Yes. You know, I have an issue with, with that. How they're separating cruiserweights. Cruiserweights were never separated. They were just, you know, another match on Raw, another match on SmackDown. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. I really don't understand. And they say, oh, it's for the kids, it's for the kids. But if you keep that same mold, every generation of kids that comes up is going to get used to that mold. So don't, you know, try to jump the gun and change the mold because you think the kids are changing. They're not. You know, it's wrestling. Get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It really and... is a mess. I Thank God for takeover. Thank God for the pre-show <laughs> because yeah. that, that main card was just a hot mess. But I am glad that Dean Ambrose has gold. I remember calling it early on. I said, Dean Ambrose is going to be the member out of the shield that gets the most gold. And, you know, he may not have gotten the main title the most times, but he's now a, was that, a, a um, Grand Slam champion. He's got the... U.S., Intercontinental, the main belt, and the tag belt. So congratulations, Dean Ambrose. You deserve it, and I'm glad they're putting you back out there. you got to start. I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to get off it because I don't want to talk too long on this. Um, But you have to start putting your younger talent over. John Cena should not have beat Baron Corbin. I don't know who Baron Corbin pissed off, but <laughs> after they screwed him out of the money in the bank, he should have beat the piss out of Cena. But then he didn't. Cena beat him, and it was what it was. And I'm like, That was a dumb match. It was a very dumb match. And I understood the psychology of going back to that same move that he finally caught him with it, but it just... That's something you do in the Indies. That ain't something you do on pay-per-view in front of millions of people. And Randy Orton should not have squashed Rusev in a matter of a minute. It should not have happened. Yeah. Now, Rusev took all that time off. He's in the best shape he's ever been. And he lost in a minute. So what do you do with him now? <laughs> exactly. So... Thumbs down on that pay-per-view. And outside of, like uh, like I said, the pre-show was good and the main event was good. And the rest of that show was just, could have been a lot better. There yeah. was a couple of saving graces here and there. Like I said, the Raw tag team match was a saving grace. And the U.S. title. Yeah, the U.S. title match, thank you, was a saving grace. Naomi should be pissed. Yeah, she should. 
Now, I don't know what they're doing with her and Ember Moon. I don't want to throw race out there, but come on now. You got gold in these two women who just happen to be black. So, I mean, what's up? But you noticed, right? You had one sister who win it. Well, one sister lose it, but then Sasha Banks came back and won. So is Sasha Banks considered a sister? I don't know. I don't know what she is, but I know even within, you know, blacks, there's a hierarchy based off of skin tone. So I don't know. Yep. I don't want to put it out there, but I'm putting it out but there. But it is what it is. But it, it is, is what, what it is. is. You look at it. You, you look at it. There's no way Natasha, the Italian the, the should have won that match because she's old, she's crusty, she's been around for a while. It is what it is. She's boring. I, I give her respect. I give her respect, definitely. She's definitely going to be somebody who has to train female wrestlers because she's phenomenal. She's a great technician, but she doesn't translate well on TV. No, and I agree with you. But she won that and didn't give an evil smirk like she was supposed to win, which I didn't like. Then, come back to later, Sasha Banks wins. So I was like, okay, so you swapped in one sister for another sister. Okay. So I guess you could have three sisters win. Three sisters win. You could have the NXT title to give it to a sister, the Raw women's title to a sister, and the SmackDown women's title to a sister. Right. Oh. I'm mad Charlotte wasn't on the titles, card, but. Tag titles with, a bunch, with two brothers, with three brothers. You see where I'm going with this. Well, that was fire, bro. Right. So, I mean, what do you? There's some moments so they don't oh. count, huh? Nah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. They only Samoan that's a brother is a rock because his daddy is a is a is a brother. Oh, but but he doesn't say that. <laughs> True that. True that. But we know Charlotte was with her dad, Ric Flair, so prayers go out to him. I hear he's doing better. Um, yeah, I hear he's doing better. Yeah. I even heard he, he for nurses, so he's over there cutting promos in the hospital. <laughs> with, his little, with his little butt sticking out of his gown. Rick, Rick ain't no good. No, he isn't. <laughs> One um, other thing about wrestling, too, I don't know if you caught it, but um, for some reason they're skipping over the word blood, and it's just kind of confusing to me. When when Bray poured the blood, I thought it was blood. It looked like a scene out of Carrie. When he poured the blood on uh, Finn Balor, they called it a vicious acidic liquid. And then last night when Braun Strowman was visibly bleeding, um, they called it battle scars, and I'm like, why not just say blood? I don't know if they're skipping over that word for the sake of kids, but kids know what blood is. They get scrapes and boo boos all the time. That dog on PG moniker is just going too far. And they really like, are. Okay. It went too far. You could say blood. Everybody got blood in them. It's a part of life. Right. Just silly. Just silly. <laughs> but um, so that's that, and I'm gonna give my movie review. 
Now, Felicia Brown had already seen Girls Trip, and she gave it uh, five booties, and she enjoyed it. And I'm going to give my opinion. I went to go see Girls Trip, and it was a very good movie. I thought it was very funny. I thought that, um, well, I've seen Jada Pickett-Smith and Queen Latifah work together before, and I think they work well together. And um, Regina Hall, I think, is a very good actress. I like her. And um, the fourth girl, I can't remember her name. I tried to remember her name, and now it's escaping me again. I'm getting old. But she's... I want to see her in more movies. She is very funny. And even with her ratchetness in this movie, it wasn't overly ratchet. It wasn't a Tyler Perry ratchet. It was just, she was a funny ratchet. But she was down for her girls. And good to see these sisters with jobs and, you know, they were, you know, it was just a positive spin on it. And you know, I don't want to give too too much away, but the plot, you know, how the plot works its way around, and they still became friends, and it was just good. It was just very good. I cracked up at times, and, you know, and it was just, I like the ending, and I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. I thought it was very good. Um, if it come, When it comes out on HBO or Showtime, whatever. It's going to be one of those movies that every time it comes on, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> every time it comes yeah. on, I'm going to watch it because I thought it was funny. And kudos to all four of these women. And I just hope they, you know, they do well, you know. Very good movie. Very good movie. I didn't see who directed it. But very good. And I'm going to say the same thing you said last week. When I saw the first trailer, I was like, eh, I will not be going to see that. <laughs> but then as I, you know, seen the trailer a couple more times and then the commercial and then people went to go see it, and I haven't heard a negative um, review on it yet, which is a good thing. And it was just a good movie. So anybody, go check it out. Funny yeah. movie. All right, we're going to put a bow on this and take it home. Um, Thanks, everybody, who was listening. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, (laughs) Again, if anybody wants um, the address of Aaron Ganey's um, home-going service or memorial service or whatever you want to say, I don't want to use the F word. So, you know, either one, you want to go check them out, you know, celebrate with us. I will put the information on my um, Facebook page a couple times this week. So come on out if you know. Um, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Outside of that. <laughs> Um, you guys have a good week. Any last words, Felicia? No. Enjoy the rest of your summer, everyone. Be classy. Keep it classy.
Watch your kids out here. And that's it. There's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and everybody like Big Daddy, Felicia Brown, and Aaron David Ganey that make things happen. God bless you all, and good night. Good night, everyone.